Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah? Are we rolling? Oh, we're rolling. Just start just like that. Ease right into it. Ease right, well, you know. Jump into it. Jump into it. Ease right into it. Whatever. Take it easy. Take easy. Right. We're gonna roll out. We're gonna start off with that, Harris. So listen. This is the Connected by Water podcast, powered by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and fueled by our good friends at Papa's Pilar Rum, who remind us never to be a spectator. We are drinking rum today, um, and also CV boats. Our other beautiful partner is here with us today. So thank you guys for coming up. We have Fulton Ivy uh, with us and Hunter Barrett. And we really appreciate you guys coming. Um, Thanks for having us. For for anyone who's listened to this show, we know we talk about CV boats all the time. Um, And we we plug you guys every chance we get. And especially since, you know, we work together doing all the apparel together like that. So um, it's been really, really, really fun working with you guys. Uh, but before we get into all that, I want to address um, the elephant in the room, which is the 20 people that are to, to the left of us over here. So, um, and what that means to me, because I, it does mean something to me. We This is episode 107, right? And 107 episodes that we've done so far. And when I first said to Harris, I want to start a podcast. You know what? Know what he said? He said, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> right? So, and I said, "No, no, we got to do it because it's really cool and they'll have a lot of fun and you know whatever. We'll drink rum and we'll you know bring everyone in and we'll talk about a bunch of nothing." Yeah. And it was cool, and I didn't think anyone was really going to support it. We got a lot of community support out of it, more so than I thought we would get. And like I think we were like episode sixteen. I think we were talking about last night and then joey accardi comes up to me he says hey i love your podcast i want to sponsor it i'm like you want to what okay 
you know, cool. And it just kind of turned into this thing. And, we're, you know, we're like, all right. And then eventually Papa's Pilar Rum came um, to sponsor it midway through. And they've been an amazing partner with the whole thing. Um, so I kind of get a little goosebumpy about being over 100 episodes and doing it here in our new gallery and having an audience like this. Like for something that just started with some stupid whim of an idea, that now now we got a crowd like c- coming over here. So and you know and and it's all our friends. So we really appreciate you guys being here in the room. Um, I want to say hi to Carlene and Nicole. Hi, right. Hello. Um, I want to start out with Nicole today because Nicole just came back from Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And they fished the ladies' triple crown in Los Sueños. Oh, nice. And they won. Won. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah, that's the awesome. first place, the first leg of the ladies' triple crown. So, And they fished with our good friends at SI Yachts on the dealer's choice, right? On that big Viking. Mm-hmm. Right? 58 convertible. So take us through that that whole event. This is your first time at Los Sueños? My first time at Los Sueños. Um, been to Costa Rica a couple times. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, we were at the Papagayo Peninsula, surfing, fishing, offshore. Had a couple shots on Blue Marlin, only caught some sailfish. Um, but this experience was definitely the most humbling fishing experience I've ever been at. Not because we won, but because we were surrounded by the best women anglers in the world. I mean, we were going head to head with another boat that there was only one girl on the boat and she was standing there, serious face holding four lines. And I mean, all day, first, second, first, second. And by 2.40, the bite turned off and we didn't get any, but our captain was Scotty Jones, mm-hmm. unbelievable captain. I mean, has that sonar, yep, that opti, and he knew exactly where to go. By the end of the day, we ran over to the fads, had a couple more shots on like a couple sailfish, and it was a really, really great opportunity. Brought my girlfriend Danielle down. She got the chance to catch her first blue marlin. I mean, she's never been in that environment, but mm-hmm. we had our sailfish spread out. Blue marlin came up. She grabbed the pitch rod, pitched it, fed it, waited 10 seconds, locked it up fought it i mean i couldn't have asked for a better friend to come with me yeah nice. to have that experience catch that fish um on practice day i caught a few of course they're all in the right flat and then the next day they're all in the left long right it's just, it was a crazy experience went with the bongiorno family with danielle and stacy they killed it and thankful for all of our mates and stuff so it was it was really really good experience. yeah that's awesome we're really really proud of you all mm-hmm. of us i mean i think uh, the last podcast episode we did it was just actually me and carlene yeah up at the bar and everything and during the podcast i think <clears throat> you had texted in that video of the blue marlin that yeah. you caught we're like oh we're so proud of her so yeah we went six for seven on blue marlin and eight for eight on sailfish mm-hmm. and it was crazy the only marlin we lost was we were sitting there nothing was going on and then then scotty's like all right we got a fish at 120s coming in the spray he's coming on the spread omni you know reloading he's like all right he's at 60 he's at 40 he's right behind the boat he's coming up he's coming up he's coming up so we go and we're all grabbing our lines getting ready to feed and 350 pound blue marlin he said was pushing 400 skies on the left teaser right in the middle the the teaser flew in the air like 15 20 feet you know we're all just what the heck like what's going on no one knows what to do teaser go aheads and wraps around the left flat getting all tangled the fish midair turns and destroys and hooks himself on the left long, and we're all tangled. Luckily, Stacy on the fish, she gets it untangled. We bring in the flat, we bring in the teaser, and this fish is greyhounding on the surface. And 20 minutes after the fight, just broke off. I oh. think it was just because the line got frayed yeah. on yeah. the teaser because, I mean, Heartbreaker. oh my God, these girls are just freaking killer. 
I That's mean, they're awesome. baiting fish and like seven, eight, nine, ten, lock it up and fish is done for. I mean, we didn't lose another fish. Very cool. And you're heading down um, for February and March, right? Mm-hmm. I, yep, I'm heading down another week. The, the other craziest thing was there was another fish, 60 feet, 40 feet, came into the spread. We're watching him. I see him sky down the spread in the back, and I don't think anyone else saw him really yet. So I just grabbed, I was on the right lawn, grabbed my rod, put it up, clicker off, just holding it, just holding it. 250-pound marlin skies on my right lawn, thought he was hooked, and just starts free jumping next to the boat. It was beautiful. The sun was coming down. It was shining right on him. He looked like a neon. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And thresher sharks free jumping around. You us, have our attention right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, oh my God, what an experience. The only time I've ever fished there. I mean, we go over to the Bahamas and we blew Marlin Troll, but you know, we're a bunch of kids. We're just like, yeah, we'll drink. We'll just see what happens. You know, but we're over there. The first time I caught my first blue Marlin was fishing the Casa de Campo open in the Dominican. My rod snapped. I was strapped into a belt. I was like, what a, what a first experience. But yeah, what I, what I went to and experienced there was once in a lifetime for sure. Awesome. I'm excited well, to go back. We're proud of you, Nicole. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Thank Excellent you. job. So for, for anyone who's been living under a rock, you know that Nicole's our star employee here, though, and she keeps the wheels turning every day here. So When she's I, not fishing. Yeah, when she's yeah, not I fishing. So that's, part of her, that's part of the gig. That's part of the gig. You know that That's why when people call Connected by Water and Nicole picks up the phone, she can talk with the best of them. She knows exactly what she's talking, knows exactly what you she's had doing. Hooked, so, but that's, yeah, sorry, so, I was all I was a little so, lit up myself. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I, I got to ask it's this. I've got a two-year-old daughter. Like, how'd you get this into fishing and like i mean you've done stuff i could dream about to be honest so it's like she was so it's kind of funny so i grew up i spent most of my childhood in chub k i dove i'll do it free free <laughs> i'm certified in free diving so my brother and i really grew up going there no cell service it wasn't a light on the street we were jumping off cliffs catching grouper cap- catching snapper going down, filleting them in the dock house and running to the bread lady's house and waiting for her to make bread for dinner. Cause back then they were really, really strict on bringing vegetables and poultry. So it was all really up to my brother and I to make dinner. But growing up, I, I hated fishing. I actually despised it cause I got seasick. I still get seasick, but I, now I just, Throw up, get over it, keep fishing. I'm, I'm had the rod in my hand. I'm like, oh god. I'm well, we fine. got we got the trick now, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. it wasn't until five years ago, my sophomore year of high school, my brother was like, let's go sword fishing, and then I was like, oh, fine. We caught one, and then I was hooked. Then I talked to all the captains that could take me, and then I taught myself my own ways, like how to drop it where I should, depending on the tides, the moon, where the sun's at, and then the best story I have is asking my dad if I can competitively kite fish, and he said no. You suck. You don't even know what a kite rod is. So he brought me down to the Keys and he just stood in the tower. It was like four to fives. I'm seasick. I'm throwing up. It's like pushing 30 winds down there. We're off alligator and conch. And he's like, put put up the kites. Let's see what happens. Ship breaks. It's fine. Whatever. Broke a kite. Broke a kite reel. Broke a conventional reel. And then the next day we went out and then I got a little better. Then I learned how to bridle baits. And then a year later I got on a team and then I got on two teams. And here we are six years later. That's how I got into it. But That's yeah, as a kid, I warm and fuzzy, you wouldn't right? catch me yeah. in the boat yeah. until I was 16. But she wasn't two. <laughs> you got to start <laughs> early. Two. It was three. Well, she was raised living a life by connect, being connected that's by it. water. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that's that's really just the life that she grew up in, you know. And, and I'm fortunate enough to, to have known her family for my entire life, too. So, okay. Yeah, so um, it's a beautiful thing. So, Nicole, thank you so much for sharing yeah, that with us. Yeah, we, we appreciate it everything you do and especially hearing great stories like that so yeah it's good awesome. luck in leg two and three 
Thank you. Right on. I'm excited um, to go. Very good. Luck. I want to turn our attention a little bit to CV boats here. Okay. And I want to start out by saying, um, we obviously make the best center console in the business, right? Um, the most competitive tournament fishing boat there is uh, in the market. Um, CV boats, they lead the way. Right? I'm going to try not to make this sound like too much of a commercial, <laughs> commercial. right? So, but it is true. Yeah. Um, and anyone who knows what they're talking about knows that the CV boat is the boat to get, right? Um, you guys have been with the company for a long time. Um, and you know the full evolution. By the way, that happens a lot. So don't even let it phase you, right? <laughs> Probably one thing to, to point out real quick is that uh, Hunter's factory direct sales in our Miami office. Mm -hmm. I run the factory direct sales down in the Keys. Yeah. So we're in two different areas, you know, okay. most of the time. We fish so, together all the time. We so give me the, the give me the background on you guys then. We're in your relationship with CV. That's kind of what I'm getting at. So Actually, you guys have been I, with the company for a long with, time. So. Uh, I was with CV a little bit before Hunter was. We had actually fished together uh, one of the CV tournaments. We just ended up on the same boat, and I met him and his father that day. I'd met him maybe before, but not close. So we got to know each other a couple of days fishing and everything. Um, and then he came to work. I think Ariel asked me one time, like, oh, what do you think about, not that I had any final decision on mm -hmm. whether Hunter was going to be with us or not, but just, you know, uh, I'm thinking about bringing Hunter in. He was with a uh, yacht brokerage firm back then. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, you know, uh, and we've we've worked together well over the years together, in, uh, double digits already. So yeah. uh, a nice. good working relationship, good fishing relationship. Mm -hmm. Not quite like I heard of Nicole, but yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we've yeah. had we've had both good working and good good friendship relationship. Right. So I've seen him from marriage to the two kids now, and my mm -hmm. grandkids and everything else. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice relationship. Yeah, and we've obviously, yes, we're prejudiced with the product, but we we fish the product. Mm -hmm. You know, we fish it. We've tournament fished it. We've been on Jeff's forty-five, Hunter's thirty-four. I have a, a thirty-seven. I'm going to make my same statement. I always do the bank, and I share a thirty-seven. Hunter gets mad because he hears me say that all the time. I don't have that kind of flow that I can just throw down and you know pay for these things right he off. The he owns half the keys, <laughs> yeah. So he needs to borrow a little bit of money to get the boat. But sure. But anyway, so we're fishing them all, and I think from both of us over the years have seen certain things we do with the boats as far as that hunters come up with. Maybe I've come up with. Mm -hmm. um, that and we'll bounce it off each other. That goes in back into the production team at CV, where we even discuss it with them. Like, hey, what do you think about this? And we get one of the owners involved, Ralph, and he'll say, "No, I like that. Let's try that on a boat or something." So, it's you know, it's it's right now. It's frustrating the business mm -hmm. with you know, there's problems, the supply chains, and yes, everything. everything. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think everyone is kind of dealing with that in some right. But I mean, right we're now. here to uh, delivering a boat is the best thing. Mm -hmm. They're they're happy. They're getting their new boat and everything else. When that's taking a little bit longer than normal, yeah, there's frustration. And everything we're we're not here for that. You know, right. we're here that to make them happy. Have a hunter has a great relationship with customers. I have very good relationship with customers, and that's the way you like it over the years. You know, sure. And you'll find that over time, that same once they've had a CV, you'll see. I'm sure Hunter can tell you he's probably on fourth or fifth boat from some customers. Yeah. I mean, that's like not to be cheesy, but the whole connected by water thing, like you're, you, the crowd that you were talking about here earlier. I mean, you know, it started off me selling a boat to Harris. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, often with our boats, you got a year to three year time span from when you put your deposit down to when you actually get your boat. So you develop a relationship over that amount of time. So, I mean, Harris and I, obviously he's a fun guy and we got along well and we'd go to the Bahamas, you're having cocktails and Harris introduced me to Jeff, who's since become like one of my best friends and he's, you know, on his second CV already. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just, you don't just sell these guys a boat, like Fulton and I fish with Jeff all the time. Like when you, when we talk about a fishing trip or a tournament or something, like the first guys I call are Fulton and Jeff. Right. Um, and you know, we've fished tournaments with, with all these guys together and we are in the future. And then they introduced me to Jay and then everybody else, like their whole neighborhood at this point. And we're all going to backs aren't bad either. No, yeah, of course, buddy. I got you this beautiful (laughs) studio, you know? Um, but no, like that, that it's, and, and like you said, back to the, the CV thing, like not to blow smoke, but, and, and we get stuff wrong all the time. Obviously everybody does. It's a, it's a learning process. But the good thing about CV is we're always trying to improve the product and we take the best things we can from actually using the boat and they're not scared to take constructive criticism and we incorporate that in, in future models going forward. So I think that's really what sets us apart. Yeah. That, that and we, I mean, it's not a company and we explain this to customers all the time that the owners sit back and oh, how's it going down there today? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're there. Right. You know, they're there and they're, they each have their own place in the, in the position of the company as far as one more with the production side, one's on the marketing and people side, one's on the, the accounting side. So it's a nice, I think it's a nice mix when you look at different boat companies and the single owner and the, you know, different this and that. You have that blend that keeps keeps everything working together. I think that's one of our favorite parts about working together with Connected by Water doing all the apparel for CV is that when we go into the room and we sit there in a the meeting, Ariel is there at the head of the table like, yeah. talking to us and it's a very personal experience and not that there, there's no pressure there. You know, we're all just t- talking through. It's like, Hey, what do we want to do? And we're working on that. And we had a situation that made sense for everybody, you know, and, and it was really cool, but it, it kind of speaks to what you're talking about where it's the ownership and you know, the sales guys where you're on the table, you know, we're all kind of, well, like we were, yeah, we together. had just a meeting the other day and, mm-hmm. and it was exciting because going forward, expanding, um, not to talk out of school, but some of the custom stuff we're looking forward to with mm-hmm. our customers and, you know, what they can develop is having the CV plus their own boat and their name and everything else going sure. with it going forward. That's, it's, it's been a great relationship so far. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it just looks like it's going to just keep growing. And it's, yeah. it's the input that not only the owners of the company have, but the sales guys, the customers, I mean, it's, it's literally every aspect of it. You're getting feedback from everybody. It's not just one headstrong boat company owner doing whatever the hell he wants yeah it's like you know these guys are pretty gracious dudes yeah yeah and they they they're willing to like hear people out and make changes and i think that sets us apart you know i i want to um go back a little bit to something that you mentioned before about you know how you know you sold a bunch of jeff and he became jeff's buddy and, and everything like that and that's an interesting thing about um this world we kind of live in. I don't even want to say business, but this world we navigate. Um, and one of the reasons that we did kind of come up with the name is as connected by water, because when we all share the same passion, right? This, this is, we're in this business because we love what we do and we, and we love the subject matter and we love what, you know, fishing or boats or being out on the water or whatever it is. Um, and it's hard not to become friends with 
with the guys you work with or your customers or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. You know, and because you guys are already like-minded right off the bat, you know, and that's, that's the coolest part about being in this business. We experience that obviously all the time. Then people are coming to us and say, I mean, whether, whether it's not a CV, whether it's a different board, like it's first word out of my mouth. I'm like, Oh, what kind of boat do you have? Right. And they go, Oh my God. And they're all excited about their boat. Right. And then how can I not be excited about that too? Because that's, that's the passion that we share. You know, so I'm like, Oh, that's, that's cool. You know, that you got that boat and you know, it's really great. What are we, what are we going to do for you? And they're like, sometimes they have a specific idea in mind. But when you get beneath the layers, because it's custom, it's all custom. You know, when you work with someone on the custom level, you kind of get them beneath the layers. And that's part of the experience with custom, I think, is not just saying, oh, I want to go and get some, you know, off the line production thing. That's just going to be, you know, and I don't, I don't ever talk. I talked to the sales guy once like you would go to a car dealership. No different. Right? Yeah. But when you're so working with custom and you're getting things off the line, then you, you, you start connecting. Well, there's a long, long term interaction with right. all our customers, you know, which have like Hunter said, has become friends and fishing partners and everything else is mm-hmm. that it, it's not that uh, I'll take the blue one with that. That's, that looks like that. It's a long-term relationship before we even get to the boat. Yeah. yeah. So you have the build process, the, this, do we want the, the upholstery, this color, you know, we want to do this. Hey, how about if we tweak this and try this? So sometimes we try different things with the customer, mm-hmm. like, Hey, why don't we try this? And like I said before, the uh, we fish or we'll fish it with Jeff or whatever. And it's like, man, why didn't, you know, why don't we do this or the layout of the boat? Like even Jeff's boat, we were all Hunter, myself, Jeff, let's put this rod holder here. Let's do this. This is, we'll be setting up for kite fishing here. We're going to be deep dropping. We want that other electric, you know, reel in the back, mm-hmm. you know, that outlet. How about if we're running four electrics for Wahoo? Thanks, Carly. Let's put those up under, you know, the 30 amp, 28 volt. Right. Amped underneath. So it, it just evolves. It and I just constant. had a conversation the other day with Mark Miller uh, from, from Living Water. Uh, we're, we're doing the entire apparel package and we're wrapping his boat coming off the line here in March. And he was telling me about the tower situation where he he kind of had some suggestions about the tower. And I thought that was the coolest thing where CV listened. And like, what do you mean? And then he was explaining to me how he felt something should have been pushed back a little bit more. And CV worked with him to get that right. And I think that was really, really cool. Yeah. Because I don't think most co- boat company, car company, anyone in, in production would have really been like, no, no, no. We know what we're doing. Yeah. You know? But I thought it was pretty cool that CV actually listened. The nice thing with us, too, is like we don't have to pitch anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, we don't have to say, hey, you know, we only sell Yamaha. So Yamaha's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Or we only sell Merc. It's, what do you want? Do you want Suzuki? Do you want Mercury? And and we'll give you our feedback. Be like, hey, you know, we've had a lot of issues with this product at this particular time, so mm-hmm. maybe go this way. Or Simrad or, or Garmin, it, it literally doesn't matter. Right. Stepped tall or non-stepped. Like, literally, we'll give you the pros and cons of almost every option you can get, and then we'll build the right boat for you, not just a boat because it's sitting there, and that's what we sell. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like it, the, a guy that comes and he's a first-time boater and like would never understand maybe Furuno Electronics or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to just like shove that down his throat. Like you can work with him and say like, hey, maybe Garmin's a little more user friendly for you or something. But yeah, like, so Jeff has hull number two of our 45, yep. which is our flagship model. It's an amazingly beautiful vessel, Jeff. It is. And it's what all of us fish on now. So Harris and Jay and the whole gang, Fulton, we all fish together on that boat. And me, Fulton and Jeff, 
would go to like lunch after lunch looking at rod holder layouts or electronics layouts mm-hmm. and talk about like how his old boat was laid out and what we wanted to do differently. And then while the boat was being built, getting on the boat probably almost once a week and deciding what, what we wanted to tweak a little bit, move here and there. And like, it's, it's, that's not something that's one afternoon, you know, that's right. a year, year and a half process. And it, you develop a bond when you're doing stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. And then also you have the feedback from Jeff, the owner of the boat after he's had it for a while. Right. That now you get involved. It's like, Jeff, if you were to do it all over again, what would you do? Yeah. And with Jeff's engineering mind and everything, it's like, well, I move this here and this and that. More practicality things. Like, I wouldn't have this control here. I would have mounted it here or something. Mm-hmm. It might be small, but when Hunter's customer or my customer is building a 45, we can say, listen, one of our customers said he would like it here. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense, you know. And that's how it evolves over time. Yeah, that, that's outstanding. So, um which one of you here is probably the best CV historian? I would say Hunter. Hunter. Hunter's okay. father's collected. I think father. Can I say that? Yeah. So I think my, I think my dad's had. I think he's had more CVs than anybody. I think he's up to about twenty-seven now. Twenty-seven CVs. Yeah. Come on. So the first CV I was on is that a record? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Clearly, Pro- right? Probably by, probably by about ten boats or something wow. like that. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Um, what was the first one? Do you know? I mean, the first one was when they were Ramponies back in the day. Wow. So, and we, we own a Ramponi now. He's since gotten to like buying all these old 25s. So now we own inboards. a couple inboard 25s. We own the first CV I was ever on at two weeks old. We've got that in the backyard that we uh-huh. actually, we bought that from um, the originator of CV, Don McGee. Fulton That's actually, what I was going to say. This yeah. is a this sorry, sorry, right, interrupt so this is, this good is the story. Good, the good history. Well, Hunter hadn't been there that long. No, I don't like think. A year. So he says, "Hey, listen, we're getting a boat from Don McGee. He was in Tavernier. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, would you mind helping us? We, it's not running right now. We need to tow it over to a ramp." I said, "Okay, we'll." How take, long ago was this? At least ten years. Okay, probably eleven, somewhere around there. So I said, "Sure, you know, I'll grab my boat. We'll go get it." He was in right Tavernier, right Tavernier Creek there. Mm-hmm. So. We go over, and I don't want to say anything disparaging, but no, we're, we're picking up the boat. We're picking up the boat, and, and we heard this thing like, well, I ran it a couple of weeks ago. It's like the rudder wouldn't even move. So the rudder was cocked to one side. I'm towing a single engine inboard mm-hmm. with the rudder offset. So even trying to pick up speed just a little bit, the boat's going off on its own. Wow. It was that frozen. That boat hadn't been run in years. Yeah. Not two weeks. Not really? two years. But anyway, so we got it over the ramp. We got it out of the water. But we were laughing the whole way over. I was like, oh, this is nice, Hunter. Thanks for sucking me into this one here. This was real good. <laughs> but sure. it was a, just one of those funny stories. It was like, you know, no, no. it's And this is his M.O. Right. And we're, this, we're still friends. It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's right <laughs> over there. It's right over there. We just, we just take it right over there. Yeah, we just run in circles till we get there. <laughs> I started out slightly younger and slightly more naive. So when I brought Fulton over to that house and thought it was going to be a no-brainer and the engine went crank and yeah, the rudder was already crocked to one side, like trying to get that thing on the trailer as Fulton, Fulton had to swing me in with his 37 or 34 at that time. Yeah. He had to swing me in by the tow line and then I had to like try to steer it, although I couldn't steer it onto the trailer. With the wind blowing. But we talked about it. We said, okay, we're going to spin it like this, and you're going to have enough thing. I know the trailer's over here, but with the rudder, as I release you, it should start breaking. Come on. (laughs) So you had to time it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
So where's you? Where's that boat now? Uh, behind my parents' house. Really? So we've got now we've got a, a 2020 34 CV, and then that's a 20 a 1988 uh, 25 CV with okay. a single inboard. Yeah, so that's my wow. kind of parents' cruising boat. We'll take that out, and then yeah, I brought my daughter on it. So that wasn't the first CV she was ever on, but. Mm-hmm. I think she was less than one years old when she was on the first CV I was ever on. Right and now, my my son, he's been on that boat too, so pretty cool. Raising a family, and we'll you know keep that till I die. We'll have that boat, and hopefully, they learn how to you run should. it and take it around and all yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think that boat's ever for sale, right? No, 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 hundred no, percent. Especially not after. No, not, not <laughs> after what it put me through. <laughs> yeah. Um. So give me a little bit more about CV's history from the perspective of where it was before and what was, what transitioned cv into becoming like the premier center console it was when the the owners bought it yeah. i mean it was 95 right 95 96 is when they bought it and you had basically a a, a 25 footer a 28 footer back then mm-hmm. there really wasn't much i mean they were producing that boat at first they were small you know all the guys were back off the northwest section there. I think most center consoles were small around then, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't yeah, really start I mean, expanding until Not to late. go into the whole yeah. thing, but that 25 with the 25-degree dead rise, Brand X had it, another Brand X had it, CV had it, different caps, different mm-hmm. consoles was what basically separated them. Don McGee was big on the inboard thing. He was just stuck on that where he was a everything diver. was, exp- was ex- expanding yeah. into the outboard market. Mm-hmm. All they did was dive. Like all my dad's, when I, I made my dad like this collage of all the boats he's owned. And like you look at the older boats, they didn't have a single rod holder in them. Right. They didn't have a leaning post because all they would do is put, they'd run over to Bimini, put a bunch of coolers on the boat and shoot enough fish to bring back and sell and pay for the trip, make some money. Right. And like that's all it was. And I can remember my dad telling me the stories of like going in. It was uh, kind of in Little Haiti, the, the where the shop was at the time. And you'd go in there and like, it didn't matter what you wanted. It was what Don McGee was going to build you at that time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess he made the reputation of a good company because, you know, some of the, the charter captains and the keys started buying it. But it wasn't when Aero, Ralph, and Mo bought it that, like Fulton said, you got three different guys coming in from three different directions. You know, one's a little more family-friendly cruising boats. One's a diehard fishing guy. One's like strictly a sandbar guy. And that lets you kind of hit some more aspects reverse like one guy that was just hard-headed on this is the way we're going to do it right i mean so. you look at that 39 that they came out with and i don't know what year it was but that was like revolutionary that was like oh my god like look at that thing it's got four engines on it right you know which nowadays is like okay next you know <laughs> but, but back then that was then and with uh jose waibi they went to mm-hmm. the isla you know and it was a big thing and there was a big spectacular splash i mean i remember i was not with them back then i remember at one of the boat shows sneaking over to see the door that slid open after it was closed you know so they had some you know some good things the side door um you know some other manufacturers were already playing with that but they did a good job you know they just started what about the new cvp the cv pontoon boat you put out this year we need to cut Harris off over there. <laughs> Is he doing that's, more, that's more a, you know, intercoastal uh, angler? That's, that's, I was like, uh, CVP? Like, what? I know Pilar's a sponsor, but <laughs> that over there, it's done. It's over. <laughs> wow. All right. Um. <laughs> All 
That's just a rumor. <laughs> the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Actually, Harris is coming out with a pontoon boat of his own because yeah, that's, that's what he's, he's able got, to run. I'm sure he's got 50 <laughs> boats in his backyard, so might, might as well add a pontoon to that yeah. one. Um, where were we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where the hell were we? Um, so you talk about the new ownership, bringing up, bringing up all of the different vessels and, and really kind of turning the company into what it is. I really want to get underneath the skin of the evolution of CV because this is what I've always kind of wondered, right? In my mind, it's the best boat out there, best center console in the market, right? Hands down. And we're not just saying that just because we work together. You know, it really is the truth. I mean, we talk about it on the show multiple times and we have all the data in our archives to back up why we think that, right? But Give me turning points. Like, give me, give me watershed moments of when CV really started becoming the true leader in that category. I think that thirty nine was a pretty big deal. Like, nobody, nobody really gives CV kind of their due on that. But like, Fulton's right. Like, that was the first big center console, and like he kind of glossed over that a little bit. But yeah. when he says went to Isla, he from Key West to Mexico. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. In the center console. John Caballero told me plenty of stories about Isla and, and Jose Wabe. Yeah. And, and I remember one, one meeting we had with John, he went like through that and told some great stories about that. Yeah. And it's not, you know, to say it now, it's not like some huge feat, although how many people could have actually done that in the center console? Right. And it's like, but you know, when and you have- plus your electronics back then too. Yeah. It wasn't, we're not dealing with what we're dealing with now, you know? So it was, that wasn't, yeah. that was, you know, like Connor said, it was an adventure. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. a big trip. And then it's it's easy. You know, one thing I've always liked about CV is they kind of innovate first. And then a lot of people, frankly, will just knock the stuff off. And it's a lot easier to do that after the fact, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're really always looking at, and I think that comes from the three owner thing. They're always looking at like what they can do differently. Um, we've got Rob Cady, who's our, we've got an in-house naval architect now. Mm -hmm. um, we've got the 5X of CNC machine. So we can make and develop all these new molds. We're not just, you know, we're doing fluid dynamic testing on all this stuff. We're not building a wood mold, hoping it runs well. And if it doesn't, we just chop the thing up. Yeah, no guessing games here. Or yeah, taking right. another model that, that the, the 39, it's like, okay, let's make it a 37. And, you know, no, it's not like that. You know, one's 11 foot beam, the other one's 10 and a half. It's a full new hull design. Right. But I would say, not to interrupt, the, one of the big differences is the fit and finish. I've never, since I've been in the marine industry my whole life, I've never seen a company take, not because of the issues now we have with labor and supply and everything, but take so long in the fit and finish area of doing a boat. Mm -hmm. I mean, boats normally, our normal time was 10 to 12 weeks from the time it's sprayed in the mold to the time it's, it's done with QC and running it and everything else. There's a million manufacturers out there, some semi-custom similar to us, four to five weeks, boom. And you're done. I'm done. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying, oh, they're bad. We're good. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying the fit and finish and the attention and detail that they go through there. And we still have all the key people in those departments that are making sure that's still done today. Now, Harris is probably going to smack me in the head for saying this next thing, right? But but that's kind of connected by water. We've already cut him off, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen, what... We like to think that when you come to our studio, you, you want the best, right? So that that's why you picked up the phone. That's why you called us. We have that in our heads that that's the reason that we exist, right? At the end of the day, we try to deliver every single goddamn time. 
And that's the truth. If it's going to take a little bit longer, then, you know, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to suck it up. And I take a lot of heat for that sometimes. But at the end of the day, when I press send, people are happy. Right. And that that's my goal on every single job. It really is. I try to never skimp and I try to, and that's one of the things that I always love and admire and respect the most about a CV. Cause I think you guys have the same mindset and the same attitude. It's always deliver the best. Right. Cause at the end of the day, you have that, right? Well, even, you're even, holding the best in your hand and then, then it's worth it. Even right now with all the issues we're having, that goes from supply to motors, to parts, to resin, to employees, but nothing's changed. There yep. isn't that. Well, if we if we cut, no, no, that, is that Harris again a problem? No, yeah. <laughs> if once again, it's like let's not this you know get rid of this to speed this up. Right. It's not that the same thing that when we both went came there is the same way they're still doing it, mm-hmm. and that we appreciate. Yeah, you know, we we know it, and. Listen, we talk to people about different boats and everything else from that standpoint. It's not like, once again, oh, bad, we're good. You never, it's it's nothing like that. You just point out the features that we have that we feel that makes us the best. Well, sure. Fit and finish, the wiring. The boat runs great, but there's a lot of boats out there that run good now, too. Well, there's no doubt there's other boat companies that are, that are outstanding. You know, they, no, one, no one can deny that, you know. But, you know, when you say lead the way, you mean it. it, it and I believe in that as well. You know, yeah. um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the 45 and how special a vessel that is, because I think it really is. And in a time where when you said you innovated the 39 to get bigger, right, um, and it really did change the game. It was a game changer. You come out with the 45 and there are other center consoles that are bigger, right? And I thought one of the most impressive things that CV did was said, you know, we can go a little bigger, but we're not going to go bigger unless it's perfect because some, maybe some of the bigger ones aren't perfect. Right. And the thought process that went into building that vessel and the thought process that went into making that one ideal. Can you take me through that a little bit as to how that one developed? Well, a lot of it was with us, which over time, we weren't as involved as we were in the last six years, seven years. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, like, you're saying perfect. Like, we, you know, Fulton and I, we obviously work for CV. That's the Thanks only, for catching me on that, because I actually hate that word. Yeah. It's the only boat, com- or the only boat I've ever bought, because, you know, I just think it, it is the best total package. Mm-hmm. Like, there's faster boats and things like that, but the total package, it's with CV. Um, it's not the perfect boat, but for a certain application, it can be the right boat, you know, and we strive to make them as perfect as possible, but obviously that's never going to happen. I mean, you know, if you make a boat super fast, that also means it's going to be super light and it's probably going to flex and, but then you make them a little heavier and make them ride better and the fuel efficiency goes down. Mm -hmm. So like you have to find that balance on everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to your point with the, the not building the biggest boat, you know, some of these companies do it and it's a, like, why? Right. Like a 53, why? I always thought that. Or, you yeah. know, but on this particular boat, we sat down and said, okay, what size do you guys want? And honestly, it started off a little smaller. It was like 41-ish. I know. I was going to say, yeah, that was her. Yeah. 41? 40, 41, 42. Yeah. But we yeah. started talking about all the stuff we wanted to see in the boat. 
and then you make the boat big enough to accommodate the stuff you wanted in it Mm -hmm. and it ended up being about 45 nice that's a perfect explanation to that even though i hate the word perfect but (laughs) well the answer to it perfectly that uh our 37 for example is our number one boat Mm -hmm. we have two molds for that boat but that was a boat we all fought for it was we went from that 34 which is a 34 9 center line length to a 39 there's that customer that needs to be in between there you know, right. this, that was a big jump for us. That 37 took off from the day we brought it out. Yeah. And it's a great boat, big cockpit, big 37-footer. I don't mean to be pushing that. So we always like that, just like the 39 to a 41, 42 was that next increment. The guy that's got the 39, it's taking a little bit bigger. You right, know? right. Yeah, I don't think you're pushing anything. I think you're just being honest. No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's just really how it is. That's the truth. I mean, you, you know, I... and. Lately, I think I've been saying this every episode, like drawing like parallels to, to you know, art and fishing, right? Because I really do believe that they're synonymous activities. They, they are, and we, we draw parallels. And whenever anyone on the show brings up something that I can relate to art, I try to do that. Um, obviously, we're talking about beautiful, beautifully designed boats, right? So, and we talked about the word perfect. So I have a theory on that too, is that... I really stopped a while ago trying to compare myself to other artists in the respect of that wasn't helping me progress as an artist. It was actually holding me back. When you start looking at other people's work too much and saying, I want to be there, you strive towards that. When you start trying to carve your own path, right? And this brings me to the lead the way thing, right? Um, you, You try to carve your own path in the respect of striving for for perfection but knowing that you're never gonna attain it i still am just a firm believer that i'm gonna be on my deathbed never attaining perfection when it comes to art nor do i want to but i'm gonna try to reach that goal and i think that's really the whole point is to push forward like that um with that carrot in front of you and never being able to get it um but that's a good thing and i've come to accept that over over time um Meaning that I can't control what other people outside of me are doing. I can only control what I'm doing. And the only way I can control that is by making the previous or the next painting better than the previous one. Right. And we're talking about works of art. Right. So what you want to really analyze is like, wow, if I would have just done that, just clean that up a little bit next time, you know, and you, you accept the painting for being finished at a certain point, just because you have to move on because none of them were ever done. Like I can look around in this studio right now and I look at, look at all of it and just be like, so what are you saying about I, the guy that I bought cl- the painting 10 years ago that I could do better? Yeah. <laughs> and buy another one. Right. Buy another one. Exactly. Right. right. You want to buy the swordfish Good that's going to have squid on it soon? Right. Go for it. Hey Harris, <laughs> buy another 34 CV, please. <laughs> right, no. Mine's great. How old is yours? 10 years old. It's time for a new one, bro. Yeah. What year is your CV? Ask my salesman. <laughs> Probably 13 12, to 2014. 13. 13. So like, I will tell you this. Tall about, I didn't know what a CV was when I bought a CV. Okay. Really didn't. We live across the street from Plantation Boat Mart. We're getting a hydro sport. They even brought it in the backyard. Not it's better or worse. We went to the boat show. My wife sat on it, said, this is it. That means it's the greatest boat around, right? <laughs> Let's, yep. Let's get it. And I'll tell you, most boats float. And our boat's our boat is great. 
And uh, it's the people like Hunter was talking about earlier that, okay, you sold the boat to me and now this guy and this guy and this guy. And then you have a tribe that follows you behind you. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen because it happens. Right. It happens because of, you know, the details and the truth that goes into it. When I got my CV, my CV came off the line and this, I think this, the day after delivery, we we're bringing it to the Bimini Bash and my center engine was out. And all of a sudden, like I get star studded and all of a sudden Jason Taylor calls me, you know, the guy who played for the Dolphins, that guy, he that calls guy? me up and he goes, Harris, cause his, his boat was coming off the line and say, I don't know if you, you know this, yeah. cause he calls me up and he goes, I thought you had your boat delivered. Why is it going South on I-95? I thought you're leaving. I'm like, I had to send our engine go back. Well, you know what? Those guys, they brought it back. They put a new engine on it and they brought it back for me. And um, story gets better. So then we put it back in the water, and, and that engine didn't work. But when we got to Bimini, they were there. They took care of me. It, it's about being there and being responsible. And I didn't know. I still don't know how to anchor a boat. Back then, the owner of CV. No, no, no. This is wait, a true story. That's why you got rich. Let me no, correct you. Get sexy rich this is, this is a true story. No, not anchor. Doc. Doc. Doc, you can't. Yeah, so we all go into, what's the name of that bay in Bimini? Honeymoon. That, Bimini Bay. Where? Honeymoon. <laughs> Honeymoon Harbor. We go into Honeymoon Harbor. I pull in my CV and I can't anchor it. Ariel, prod, owner of CV, jumps off his bow like Greg Luganus and jumps in and grabs my anchor. That's Might want to revisit that reference. Yeah. And gra- he's going to love that Like one. Michael Phelps. And, yeah. and, and, and anchors me and anchors me. That was great. You are, you are cut off. And Jeff, who I invited, is sitting on the other side of the bay in his hydrosport watching Ariel Luganus Perez jump in to save me. And he's like, I have to have a CV. And here he is now with the 45. Nice. I mean, I you know I, I mix up the story a little bit, but it's all mostly truths that go into it. It's like tall tales, you know. But, but it gets but bigger. I, I recall because I really didn't know you <laughs> is pulling into Bimini Bay and trying to dock. That was the show that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was a show like no other I've ever seen. That was, oh, I said, the I, that was my first scratch on the CV. And I told with my helmsman. And I told Hunter, I said, "Is that master. your customer? Is that him coming in?" <laughs> Listen, I didn't know how said, strong better, Yamaha three hundred. You better, you better get you know? down there and help Dennis, him. It's it's ten that years later, and he still doesn't know it's Helmmaster. He still calls it Helmsmaster every time. <laughs> I just want to know who was wearing the speedo. Was it Harris or was it Ariel for the Laganus move? Neither, neither. Going there, neither. And his kids were young back then, and they were all yelling at him, "Get in there, dude!" And that's why I yelled at him. I go, "You got to get down there." I don't think he's going to make it in. Hey, the truth be it. When I hit the dock, when I pulled in, I thought there'd be a bottle of champagne in between me and the dock that we're breaking. For you making when it I hit the dock. All right, but now. Listen. No, listen. No, no. We're sponsored, but. Carlene, you got to save her. There's the, uh... more, as much as you want. Mike's setting it. Listen, I want to state something real quick. Okay. okay? That man's my business partner. I couldn't be more proud of him. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love this guy to death. And I think everybody in this room does as well. Well, we love his wife. We don't know about him. (laughs) (laughs) She should be here tonight. (laughs) Yeah, she threatened me that if I didn't come, I was going to get in trouble. But I don't see her here. Yeah. All right. Good good job, Corinda. (laughs) 
But anyway, maybe we should drift away from the infomercial. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> I, I, no, listen, listen. A lot of guys out there that listen to this show want to hear this stuff. They, no, they, they really they they want to understand, you know, a, a little bit about because they'll see a CV and they'll be like, oh, man, that boat's hot. I want to, I want them to know why, though. You know, I really do. I think that matters. Like, and that's what this this show is. No, I know. know. It's getting beneath, you know, our scene and and getting beneath our lifestyle. Connected by water. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what it is. It's all about, you know, getting underneath everything. You know, listen, we always say it's a fishing show that's not about fishing. We don't want to teach people how to tie knots and do crap like that. You can do an internet search or just a million other fishing shows that are about crap like that. No, I, I, we're about I will, the people behind everything. It was a, I will tell you this, not to sound corny, but it was a pleasure meeting Jeff and us fishing together. We've had some great times, fun yeah. times, laughing times where we've left late afternoon, shot across the Bimini, Wahoo fished the next day, deep drop, came back, you know, a day later. So I'm just had a great time. You know, just all the way across the board. Yeah, I mean, now we're fishing like Harris, Jay, Rich, like Jeff, mm-hmm. like literally all of us with all the wives, all at the same time, like because we all fit the forty-five now. Mm-hmm. And I think like for Jimmy Johnson last year, we had eighteen people on the boat. Wow! And just <laughs> but like, it wasn't it wasn't crowded. So that no. was the beauty of it. And we know? were just, I mean, Fulton was holding court, and we were just like laughing our asses off for two days straight while mm-hmm. we drink catch fish and we did pretty damn good last year too which was awesome um but like we just did fish for holly same crew all together a full night covid so he couldn't come but really i had covid he goes no no just mask up we don't care <laughs> well because man, i'm thinking about myself you know, i was gets actually, it, I was actually my gonna, chest I'm, I'm down on the uh, on a disco i was actually gonna mess with you guys today and text you to be like hey you guys gotta wear your mask today <laughs> yeah but uh, i just let it go um, i haven't worn one of those in years <laughs> i know oh, um, i always have to hear i'm young it doesn't bother me he's oh, had it twice it doesn't affect us you've had it twice yeah Fine, I'm still here. Oh, no, yeah. but after the first one, he goes, I've had it. I can't get it again. Oh, you have it again? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was golfing. I was fishing. I didn't realize I had it. Yeah, I I, I probably, I don't know if I've had it or not yet. But He's a spreader. Really? Well, no, yeah. because he says, I was golfing and everything. Is that because of his Greg Luganus moves? Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> Listen, um, segue into fatherhood. I want you to talk about a little bit. You, you, you got your daughter, you got your son. Um, how's fatherhood treating you? Uh, I get to hunt less and fish more. So this is okay because I don't okay. have to go away for nights at a time mm-hmm. on fishing trips. Uh, we did take the kids to fish for Holly and I didn't get to go to any of the award ceremonies or mm-hmm. any of the dock parties or anything like that. So just got to fish with the guys and then have Nikki pretty pissed off at me when I got home. and She'd been watching the kids all day by herself, but... Um, it's better no, to ask forgiveness than permission. That's that's what yeah, I hear. I will, now yeah. I've known Hunter pre pre marriage, okay. pre babies, and he's done a good job so far with the fatherhood thing. I haven't seen that. Yeah. And of course, we heard the nonsense before the kids. You know, I'm like, no, we're not going to change. We're going to do everything the same. <laughs> right, blah, blah, right. Blah. And then we had to have the father son talk about. Listen, I don't want to hear. It's he or she's the cutest, the best, the smartest. It's already talking, already running, she is the cutest, already though. walking. And it, yeah, <laughs> and this, the is our, this is our joke. Yes, she is the cutest. I mean, come on. <laughs> but he's done, you know, I didn't mean to interrupt, but he's done a great job. No, you're, uh, you, so are you sleeping or? 
uh some nights last night was a little rough my daughter was up from two to four but yeah you know my wife is like she she is a trooper like she's the one gets up because obviously i have to work and all that kind of stuff um she also like puts up with all my antics i mean we had our daughter in january 24th um so we just passed her second birthday but i think it was the week after her birthday and i wanted to try to get her on a cv before i was on a cv Mm mm-hmm and it was like a weekend like this past weekend like it was in the 30s to 50s yeah and and super windy and she's like we're not taking her on the boat this weekend um smart move yeah so i let one weekend pass and then got her back on the boat so she was two weeks old on her first cv she's like nikki's feeding her in the the cockpit Mm -hmm. while the wind's blowing and stuff like that and uh same with maverick like immediately got him he's on the leaning post at like two three weeks old and you know now she's she's already been to bimini like we did that that trip or cv's bimini bash which we do every year and you know we tell our boss that we work really hard but at the end of the day like we just go have a ton of fun with all of our customers slash friends mm-hmm. um so that was a great time yeah, that's a great there. event in itself yeah. yeah but so no super fun man i love it like, nice so you're raising your kids to live a life that's connected by water They've got custom right. rods already from Biscayne. Right. Custom rod. Wait, what? They so one of one of our other coworkers actually, uh, Eric Castillo works with me at the office there. Um, he had custom rods made for me from Biscayne rods, which are which mm-hmm. all my rods are now. Um, and he had a matching rods. You know, went and talked to the guys and had matching rods to the set made with like my kids' uh, names etched in them. Oh, that's cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And that's the kind of company it is. Like, it's not a bunch of guys just trying to not to segue back to that again but it's not a bunch of guys trying to slit each other's throats like literally fulton i'm, I'm hanging out with his grandkids and everything like that it it's it's yeah, a we family spent, man it's nice we spent uh during during the holidays with up with jeff with the bow parade we were all together kids mm-hmm. all the white everybody yeah. had a great time and then another get together which was really nice too, yeah so. You know, I always find it interesting, you know, you talk about like, you know, navigating like fatherhood and like a passion experience, which is basically your job, right? Um, and, you know, how that kind of translates into eventually you just realize that, wow, that's just life, right, for our family, right? And so and I think that really kind of dictates the whole connected by water aspect as well. Um, I will say this, he's done, it's two and done. Yes. Yeah, we're two and done. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have two and we're done. And My daughter whole, has two. Yeah, yeah. The whole passion work thing is a hard sell sometimes. Like it's easy to win spread out, but like this time of year when there's sailfish tournament after sailfish tournament, like a month in a in a row. I, I have basically eventually resigned myself to be like, All right, I'm done for a little bit and then I'm gonna move on when they become a certain age and then that's it. I have, I'm having a hard time with that. Yeah, because you are you got a two-year-old and you're coming into three, which is like the worst age of all. They say terrible twos, but that's just because there's alliteration involved. Three is the worst, <laughs> for sure. He's getting a taste of that. He had, yeah, yeah. He had it too easy the first year. And he said, yeah. no, no, we're doing that. So I got eight and 11 now, right? So I'm just like kind of like on the backside of that, which yeah. is like, all right, cool. I'm escaping this here. So it was just, you know, whatever. And but, I, I've got to feel that since this is a recorded session, yeah, that we might have had that that whole dissertation from Hunter sugarcoated a little sugarcoated bit. maybe just a little bit possibly. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, so everybody and and Jeff has always told me this too. It's like because Jeff's kids have literally grown up in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. like they were they've been going over there literally since they were born too, 
constantly. And, and a lot of our friends, because most of our friends are boaters, like it's the same way. They're not, they don't necessarily coddle the kids. It's like, Hey, this is a lifestyle that we have. Right. And the kids are coming along for that. And does stuff get more difficult? And like, can I stay out in big John's till two in the morning? No. And that's probably a good thing. Cause I don't dance like an asshole anymore. Um, you should dance like an asshole. F- what kind of pressure is that for kids? The what? Yeah. You, Maverick. You got to pressure kids. Didn't you, you hear, didn't you hear the you story earlier? She was just down there in the cockpit and her dad said, put the kites out. Pressure pressure makes diamonds, Harris. I got to tell you, listen, one thing about Nicole and the way she was raised. Go a little like, further on that. I know, I know Nicole's family. Her dad, Bernard, hardcore dude, right? When So when she said, you don't know anything, like that didn't surprise me at all. Like Bernard says that to me all the time, like still to this day. He's like a big brother of mine. He lays down the truth, like, on a daily basis that that's probably why he's successful you know whatever but that's that's just kind of like his 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 way of living i got a question for you both okay right we're ready as two guys that have been this is you were raised in this right this is your life mm-hmm. okay you've been working in this business for a very long time you've seen it all yes you really have um Yes, I know. I know. I was, was, was going to say. No, the, well, listen. Age well, might actually. Age, you know, yeah. let me let me put it the other way. You've seen it all. This is all you know. Yeah. Right. Is that accurate? Very good. Okay. Where do you see the future of boating? It's a tough question. Think about it, because I think it's an important question. Where do you see the evolution of boating happening now? Boating's going to continue. No, boating's going to continue to grow. I mean, there's there's too much, and there was an awakening with the COVID that put people that had never thought about this industry into this industry before right. as far as consumers that being said you can see i see more of the pitfalls of where we're going to keep these boats where are they going to be stored i see i mean uh, i helped donnie out at one day at that steward show and this this guy told me i'm not going to tell you where this little 32 footer was a two thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. for storage uh in this area somewhere but i'm just saying Things like that concern me, but then, like I said again, you, you know, the industry itself. No, it's going to keep going. But as far as design goes, as far as aspects of like, like, you guys have been well. As far as design and everything, I already see what happens is the manufacturers, just like Mercury with that six hundred. It's manufacturers have been yelling at. Engine manufacturers like we need big power. We're coming out with big boats. This is way before they were all out there. Right. We're coming out with big boats. There's nothing really there. There was that other seven-ish yeah, company. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's six, that, seven, eight, seven, right. eight, nine. So that was a an option back then, and their Volvo shut them down now. So I mean, that's Mercury with that six hundred. That is for the big boats. This is not. Theories, or, theories may suggest that other things shut that down as well, but yeah. it could. But that's but that's but just, just as far as the the industry itself, and it's like, you know, uh, bigger electronics are going to dictate bigger helm areas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it just keeps growing along those lines, and the manufacturers of boats are going to drive the manufacturer of engines to supply them with what they need, uh, whether it's bow thrusters, mm-hmm. you know, trim tabs, whatever. All this stuff has to get bigger and, and better and more efficient as the boats grow, especially the, I mean, you're talking about, granted, a lot of sport fishermen do 50 knots now, which was unheard of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the new norm. But you have 
center consoles that are doing 55, 60 miles an hour that are 50 feet long or, or bigger or a little bit smaller, you've got to have stuff in there to control all that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, mean, I think that also the center console, I mean, the evolution of it obviously has been size, but the size and finding that, that, that ideal design, I'm not going to say perfect, but that ideal design that, that takes the water um, appropriately and, and pushes forward and thrusts forward, obviously power is a big deal, like you mentioned. Um, but you if know, you look at, I, well, not to interrupt, but the evolution, I, I go back far enough that like the 25 CV contender, whitewater, whatever, mm-hmm. open transom, maybe it had a shroud sitting on the back, Mako's, all them. Right. Then we had the evolution of the motor bracket. Ooh. Giving me better performance. It gives me actually a bigger boat inside, and it gives me a better ride because we've just extended that 25-footer, maybe two feet more. Now it's a 27-footer, technically, with the bracket. Then they're thinking, why do we have to keep buying brackets? Why don't we just integrate the hull into that? So you can see those are changes along the way, just like the step hull. Right. I mean, we sat back. We didn't do anything with that. Uh, is it the answer to everything? No. It has its pros. It has its cons. You know. Yeah, some people like that. Some people don't. That's why you offer both. And that's been right? around. Like People act like this is groundbreaking technology. That's been around since the 1800s. Yes. Right. There was like a step-tall paddle boat, literally. Really? Yeah. Like, well, I think the, that's... The, the uh, Navy and everybody was incorporated in the early 1900s. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was like one of the first patents was on a paddle boat. So like this isn't necessarily a new technology. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, technology is going to develop. I mean, obviously, Sea Keeper is the one you're seeing more and more. It's getting smaller and smaller Thanks, and cheaper. And like, I get seasick too, and that is a pretty big. You do? Yeah. The <gasps> last Jimmy Johnson day two, I got a little little. Wait too- a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. Horribly. Well, he's horribly okay right seasick. now. You get seasick all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. Every now and then. When I make poor decisions like drinking too much rum. Three seconds after and big the first and day. Blue, like all that stuff. Like, right? yeah. But it wasn't Pilar, was it? Uh, I don't think it's that one. No, no, like no, 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 no. That kind is like of shit only happens person. with Bacardi. Let yeah. me tell you. Like, <laughs> oh, don't ever drink that. Names, don't, yeah. ever drink, don't ever drink <laughs> Bacardi because you'll get seasick every single time. Listen. Me too. <laughs> you know what works? Not drinking and patches. The frickin' Yeah. Like, so listen to this. And Nicole was talking the about dog. the seasick thing. The, what, the what? The hair of the dog works too. Yeah, the hair of the dog works too. I tried that but that Nicole, particular day and I still, it was rough. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I have some secret pictures of Nicole him playing was, out. Nicole was like, God, like, I went fishing with them, I don't know, a couple of years ago was the Cove tournament, like on the skipjack and she wasn't feeling so well. I'm like, you need the patch. She's like, the what? And at the time, she was only like 19. She's never heard of it. Like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you've heard of the dream. I mean, she's like, oh, I can't take that shit. I'm like, nobody can. Cause it's horrible. Yeah. I'm like, you got to call your doctor. You got to get the patch. She didn't do it. Right. Whatever. She keeps getting sick, keeps getting sick, or anything like that. And it was before she's going to Costa Rica. She's like, tell me about this patch. I need to go fish this tournament, whatever. I'm like, just call your doctor. Here's what you need. Right. She did it. She's like, she comes back. She goes, money. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, like you, like it's like nothing. It, let, it feels like we're sitting in this room right now. I listen, you the, guys talking about all that seasoning. No, go ahead, go ahead. I have go to go back. Go, 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 go. No, so I let ego take get your in the time, way. Fulton. <laughs> Make sure you wash your hands. You know, there's COVID. <laughs> At Jimmy Johnson last year, 
I had, like I said, a couple too many cocktails after day one. I also let ego get in the way a little bit and like don't like to be harassed for wearing the patch on the boat. So I did. Harris will harass you. Well, I mean. He's, I a, he's a harasser. <laughs> I would have got it from every angle with the crew we had on that boat that day. Yeah. So I just chose not to, which was a poor decision and ended up, like Nicole was saying earlier, puking in between reeling and fish and just passed out on uh, Jeff's sunbed on the, the bow of the boat all day. You know the way I look at it? There's, there's a minor in the room. I'm going to say screw him. Yeah. I, right, be, because, I because that's the worst feeling in the world. Yes, it was. doesn't happen all the time, but every now and then if it does happen, it's like, man, there's no dollar amount in the world you wouldn't pay to let make that go away. It was miserable. I'm yeah. telling you right now, I've experienced a lot of things in my life. And if no one in this room or anywhere else or anyone listening has ever experienced seasickness, it is a bad thing. Yeah. Like bad. Like disease, like you're like ICU kind of thing. Yeah. It's bad. So patch all the way. The sea keeper wasn't even fixing me that day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you know, for back to the boat, I mean, there's sea keepers. Um, you know, people are sending me stuff now of like gyroscopically stabilized the boat itself. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it is. <laughs> but like the the boat will be running below and it's like absorbing the shock of the waves while this how the boat house up top right is riding on you know the hydraulic rams essentially keeping it flat Mm -hmm. and then like the other things i know a lot of people have kicked this around is like hydrofoil boats so like when the boat goes to and obviously you've seen this with surfboards those like badass electric ones that you know cruise around imagine being able to run the boat and you're up on a hydrofoil then you go to fish and you settle back in the water. The hydrofoils can like lift back up into the hull. So there's like so, you know, it's not going to look the same as it does now, but there's so many more places you can go with it. And like same thing, like well, you started off with this and shows over Fulton. <laughs> we ended it. Yeah, we ended it. We're just talking casually. Yeah. So we ended the show where you were going. Gyroscopically. <laughs> All that talk about seasickness, I, I I got nauseated. Queasy, run. Queasy, queasy. <laughs> Take easy. So we ended the show, and that's okay. He's just telling me about hydrofoils and things like that. So, so, I already signed off. But that's uh, that's one of the good things about. Uh, <laughs> did you really sign off? No. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was good. It's like okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bolton still so, doesn't know so, what a podcast so is. So, so, no, no, that the future of boating is hydrofoils. No, but you've seen all. But you've seen all these things from spoken catar- like a true old guy. From a catamaran to hydrofoil to hovercrafts. I mean, look at all the stuff that's out there that's been tried. So it's the CV hovercraft coming out. Yes, we should have that next year. Okay, with pontoons the pontoon, and hovercraft. The pontoon hovercraft. It's a pontoon hovercraft. It's it's designed with the a PV Helms Master and our cat. <laughs> the PV. Our, our cat that we're coming out with. The only way Harris yeah, can drive it if he's got that. That, the, that little thing, the Helms yeah. Master Suzuki. That's a little P, PV. Is it? Is Please it? don't hold that microphone close. This. All right. All right. Listen. Before we sign off. Okay. Right there. There. There's a. Uh, like we we mentioned him on the show before, but we we need to put we need to put a face to the name. Um, but sexy rich, please come here. Come here, please. Sexy rich. We've mentioned sexy rich on the show before. And I want everyone to be able to put a, a face to a name. No, 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 no. All right, all right. You can go there. You can go there. All right. Don't worry about his shirt. He's wearing a 
Perfect. Work. So, so this is sexy, Rich. He's he's the best deep dropper on the planet. Dennis, right? I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. We'll call. We'll talk later. So, anyway, listen. Rich won an award from who's your idol? Who's your idol? My my idol is Bouncer Smith. What what about Bouncer? <laughs> Bouncer's a good friend of the show. There you Bounce, go. Right Bouncer's a friend of the show. What happened? Three more hours. We're hungry, Rich. That's just my idol, Dennis. He's your idol. <laughs> you won the award from him, though, you said, no? No, when I was a kid, yes. Um, I was Junior Angler of the Year back in 1985, four or something. Now, which? And ba- Bouncer got to give present you know, me with an award. You know, most of our listeners were born like the 2000s, yeah, right? Yeah, I won the but, Miami Billfish Tournament in first place as a junior angler, and then uh, the Fort Lauderdale semi-annual, like second or third, and then the Pompano Rodeo, the Pompano Beach Fishing Rodeo, which was a great tournament back in the day. And then I won that one as a junior angler, and... And it was it was a great time when I was a kid. Yeah. So you, I'm you, hearing so about anyway, junior bouncer, stuff. If I, I can interrupt, the adult angler stuff. So you learn how to count basically. So when he yelled <laughs> number six, six, you hey, knew to jump on. Let six. me tell you, right. back then we used to put him on the deck, okay. bring him to the dock. It was it was a lot different. You go back to the dock and there'd be. But I'm talking about the numbered rod holders. hundred sailfish sitting up on the dock. It was crazy. Bouncer appeared yeah. for our Papa's Pilar episode. I saw uh, that for the, one, for the, Dennis. For the flips, for the flip episode, <laughs> I'm sure he did. And, but he's going to be coming on for for his a solo episode here pretty pretty soon, probably at the end of February. And I got a I got a picture of so myself. So if you want to come sit at the bar, no, I got for, a picture of that one. I, I sent it to Harris when he was here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No. When I was a kid, that was a really big thing. Though I appreciate you mentioning it. All right. Recognizing my achievement. I. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to get into the story about how you went to the Redfish Tournament and then you got lost and they had to put out a search committee for you and no one could find you. Dennis. And you come in with the big, big Redfish and you won the whole tournament, right? Hey, when I was fishing those tournaments as a kid, I didn't sleep for two or three days before that. Yeah. You know, I knew I was getting off of school Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They were all three-day tournaments back then. And uh, no, it was a great thing. I appreciate you mentioning that and recognizing those achievements that I've successfully achieved. That's what I'm here for, Rich. (laughs) No, sexy, I, I, sexy, Rich, everybody. <laughs> Round of applause for Rich. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you guys for coming. In the no, thank you. It really means a lot. And I, I no, want to thank give, you for having us. I want to give a couple of shout outs and a couple of plugs here, right? Because we have to. Um, so first and foremost, um, go out and buy a CV boat, right? So if you're in the Keys. From me. <laughs> I'm going to be fair about it. If you're in the Keys, call Fulton. Yes. Right? And if you're anywhere else in the world. <laughs> no. Well, it could be in, um, anywhere yeah. else in the Any, world also. Anyway, <laughs> anyway I'm, I'm the Keys also. Give you, shout out your information there. People will be able to contact you. Fulton, go first. Well, just Fulton at cvboats.com. Okay. Hunter at cvboats.com. Easy. Yeah. Right? And all, all kidding aside, flip a coin, you're dealing with two good people. Yeah. So whoever you well, liked better today, call them. Well, right. might, not, <laughs> might not be today. Anyway, but, you know. any, anyway um, thank you, you know, for having us up. Listen, we we want to give um, the Connected by Water Collective here wants to give a shout out to CV Boats um, just because obviously you guys have been great partners um, to, to work with. Um, you know, we love associating our the, our name and our brand with such a great name and brand. And um, vice versa. And, and we really, really appreciate uh, you guys allowing us to be able to do so. Um, it means a lot. You know, it, it, it truly, truly does. Um, and 
I think it's important for us to state that too, for because we talk about you guys on the show all the time, and um, it's nice to finally bring you guys in to be able to just talk boats and understand a little bit of the history behind CV, um, and underland, uh, understand the uh, development process and everything we talked about today. So, um, thank you. Thank you yeah, very much. Thank you, Dennis. Very, very Appreciate much. it. Thanks um, for the relationship. We I want to thank about the, uh, thank the crowd that came in, you know, except we, for we, Harris. Except for Harris, because you know he talked about the pontoon. <laughs> um, no, but, but seriously, listen. Um, Connected by Water is about community and friends and the people that that make that up, right? And we, we have a saying that we are all connected by water, and it's very true. Uh, I think we went into it a little bit today about what makes that true and possible. Um, but this room is proof of that, right? Because we're all friends and we're all connected by water. And, you know, there's no, you know, it's a blurred line right uh, of what is water and what is friends right it's all just one big thing one big happy family so i really appreciate everybody in this room um 100 the nick yanni it, it included in that you know thank you guys very much for being a part of my life um harris's life carlene you didn't say a word today but we we, we appreciate you uh, and i understand why but you know, it was a very you know but I, but we appreciate you being here week after week um it, it does mean a lot um you know thank and, you you know like we always say and not an episode goes by where i say she is the robin to my stern yeah and uh and yeah we, we really appreciate you sounds being here. dirty <laughs> that's why i like it i thought you were gonna say batman but okay <laughs> Let's, um, let's stick with the family atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> your ego is not your amigo. Right? Always do your best. And at the end of the day, you know, just let God do the rest. Um, and I want to thank our sponsors, Joey Cardi, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, for providing us um, with some great support. I want to thank our Papa's Pilar family and friends for giving us a lot of support. And I definitely want to thank our CV family for giving us the greatest support of thank, all. Thank you. So um, thank you very much. At the end of the day, do not forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are all connected, connected by, by water. water. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs>